It's trade deadline day! Yes, hello and welcome! Whatever, I'm not gonna yell for that. Welcome! Chasing 48 special trade deadline edition here. I'm Zach Harley. Appreciate you joining me. This is, I guess, episode 19. I don't know. I'm just jumping on and doing it. It's 15 minutes past 4 o'clock on trade deadline day. Deadline officially is over. Yes, the Indians, they did make some moves. They also waved a white flag. Let's get into it. All right. So, yesterday... Because it wasn't a big enough move for me to just jump on and do a podcast. I had to wait for, you know, today to, to, to see what they did. So yesterday, the Indians, of course, if you're on Twitter, you already yelled about it. Cesar Hernandez traded to the to the Chicago White Sox. And I know a lot of people out there, oh, well, you're trading him to a division rival. What the hell are you doing that for? Who cares? It doesn't matter. You got something back for somebody that was going to leave your team at the end of the year anyway. So who cares if it comes from Chicago or it comes from L.A.? You got somebody, right? I mean, you're not contending. You're not chasing the White Sox. I mean, you are technically, but you're not trying to catch up to the White Sox. So who cares? Cesar Hernandez, they trade him for this left-handed pitcher, Connor Pilkington. Connor spelled with a K and two N's. Uh... He is in double-A right now, or at least he was for Chicago. Currently this year, he started 14 games, 4-4 four and four record, 348 ERA, uh, 62 innings pitched. He's got 10 Ks per nine, three, ball, or three walks per nine. That's exactly what the Indians try to do when they trade for guys, get a high strikeout guy, low walk guy. It looks like that's exactly what Connor Pilkington is. Um, he came out. I read about him yesterday. He came out as a as a highly touted prospect. He came out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, he pitched well for them. He had a 208 ERA his freshman year at Mississippi State. His last year, he didn't do too well. But White Sox people regarded him pretty highly. Uh, they say he can be a, a, a four five pitcher. But with the Indians pitching development, that could bump him up to a two or a three. So who knows? I like the deal. It doesn't matter that you traded Cesar Hernandez. You're not contending this year. We knew that. I told you on Tuesday, if they didn't trade Cesar Hernandez, I would have been mind blown. I would have been without words, confused, all of it. I wouldn't have understood why they didn't trade Cesar Hernandez. So they did. I like the trade. I don't care that it went to the White Sox. He's a one-year guy. And now the White Sox did just trade Nick Madrigal today to the Cubs for, uh, who was it, Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, they got Craig Kimbrell and they traded Madrigal. Uh, so maybe they do bring Cesar back. Who cares? He's a 220 hitter. Sure. He hits home runs now because he doubled his launch angle because he swings the bat up instead of instead of through the plane like you're supposed to now. So, yeah, he gets more home runs. But last year he led the league in doubles, and this year he barely has any. So not too sad about that one. Next trade they made. Now we're moving into today this morning. They deal Eddie Rosario to the Atlanta Braves. I'm telling you, today was nuts. If you missed today, you missed probably the best trade deadline in MLB history. And the trade to start it all off, at least the first one I saw today, did nothing for anybody. The Indians trade Eddie Rosario to the Braves. Uh, they get Pablo Sandoval back, but they also had to give the Braves money uh, to, to pay the rest of Eddie's contract because he's on a one-year deal, $8 million deal. I think he has 275 left. 
out of the $8 million that they got to pay him. So the Indians, I think, are giving Atlanta a million or something to help him pay that because he's not going to be back for three more weeks and he's only really going to be there for September and maybe the playoffs if the Braves make it. I understand the Indians wanted to move Eddie Rosario. I'm not shocked by it. I'm not surprised. And I don't blame them for moving Eddie Rosario. It also frees up space for, you know, other young outfielders to to try to do something. Maybe they bring up Nolan Jones, who's been playing in left and right field in, in double and triple A. You know, get Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer more looks before the end of the year. This is the time. You're not contending for the playoffs. Injuries have not gone the way you, <laughs> you expected them to go at the beginning of the year. Season was derailed. You are already really pushing 87 wins if everything went right anyways. So this is the time to try out the young guys. And that's what the Eddie trade was. I just don't understand why they traded Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval. What is the point of bringing in Pablo Sandoval? Yeah, you remember him? He was a star from the early 2010s with the Giants. Yeah, he was a stud. He won three World Series with him. Panda. He was awesome. And then the last, like, four years, he's he's he hasn't been a factor at all. He got overweight, and then he lost weight, and then he got overweight again, and then the Giants said, see you later. And then he's been down in Atlanta for the last couple of years, just taking up a lot of room on that bench, and I mean a lot of room. And now the Indians trade for him, and I don't understand because they're just going to DFA him. They're just going to cut him. He's not going to put on an Indians jersey. I mean, maybe for a picture, but he's not going <laughs> to step onto the field in an Indians jersey. So I don't understand why the Indians traded for him, but I maybe they maybe they will use him. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Maybe they want him as a as a veteran presence. I mean, he's stuck around the bigs long enough without being productive. Maybe there's something there in the clubhouse. So I don't know. That's my only thought. Because if you're just if you're gonna trade Eddie Rosario and give them money to take him, you're really only saving about maybe a mil mil and a half. So I I, I guess they just traded him to save a million and a half dollars, which like. Who gives a shit? It's a million and a half dollars. You your team is worth one point three billion dollars. So, I the, your team is worth one point three bill with a B, and you're saving one and a half mil with an M. So I I don't understand that trade. I don't care that they traded Rosario. I I I don't even I don't care about any of it. I'm just confused on why you make that trade if you're just gonna DFA him. I get it. it here, here's the two options that would make sense. Otherwise, I don't I don't get it. He's a clubhouse guy. Pablo is. Or they really wanted to save a million and a half dollars. That's, that's all I got for you. The third trade the Indians have made in the last 36 hours. Phil Maton, the reliever. And this is the best trade they've made. I mean, out of, out of the three. And it's not even close. I mean, it's not like there was a lot of competition. But it's not even close. Phil Maton, the relief pitcher that gives up bomb after bomb after bomb. Let me do some research real quick. I told you, I just jumped on here. And I haven't even typed in anything. I just have I have Twitter open. I'm seeing if there's any more trades coming in. Uh, I'm seeing Cesar Hernandez says, I wasn't really uh, surprised that I got trade. I was just, whoa! Whoa! The Rays! The Rays have made a deal with the Indians. Oh my God, what was I talking about? Before that, what the hell? Oh, Phil Maton, I was going to pull up his stats. I don't care anymore. 
Whoa! The Rays have traded with the Indians. The Indians send to Tampa. Jordan Luplo and Daniel John or and DJ Johnson, excuse me, not Daniel Johnson, not Daniel Johnson, not the outfielder. DJ Johnson, a guy they picked up off of waivers earlier in the year. He's a reliever. And they trade Luplo and the reliever uh, for a double A right-handed pitcher, Peyton Battenfield. Let's try to see some stuff on him real quick. I know this isn't live, so you might know it, but hey, it's live for me, and that's my reaction of Jordan Luplo getting traded. Loop, there it is in Tampa now. All right, Peyton Battenfield, relief pitcher. He is, yeah, in double-A, he just got called up to double-A. Good numbers, too. So he was an Oklahoma State guy, uh, college pitcher. He got better as he got older. Freshman year, 9 ERA. Sophomore year, 466 ERA. Junior year or senior year, whatever. He's He played three years, so whatever it was. His last year, 328 ERA, good. He goes and plays in rookie ball. The year he gets drafted, 160 ERA, and since he's, well, he didn't play in 2020, so 2021, he's been really good. 214 ERA between double and single A. I like it. Let's see. Strikeouts per nine. Oh, my God. 14.2 strikeouts per nine. Only one and a half walks per nine innings. This guy throws strikes. He Ks people, and he doesn't walk. How about in 31 innings, he struck out 49 guys and only walked five? Wow. Peyton Battenfield. 6'4", 224. And you know what? You know who develops pitching better than anyone in the league? The Cleveland Indians and the Tampa Bay Rays. So if a guy is on the Tampa Bay Rays and the Indians want a guy off the Tampa Bay Rays, I bet you the guy can pitch really, really well. He is 6'4", 230, so he's a big boy. Uh, how old is he here? He's 23. Oh, he's going to be 24 in eight days. Or 10 days. I can't do math. Whatever. Peyton Battenfield, happy early 24th birthday to you. I mean, you might see that guy on the on the team next year. Jeez, I mean, he's dealing. So, yeah, they trade Jordan Luplo and uh, right-handed pitcher DJ Johnson uh, for for Peyton Battenfield. All right, so that is the fourth trade the Indians have made in the last 48 or 36 hours. Now, back to the deal I was talking about before I saw that bomb. Phil Maton traded for Miles Straw. I was going to look up Phil Maton's numbers. I don't care anymore. Every time he came in, I held my breath. I was scared shitless, and half the time he... Yeah, he, he did what I thought he was going to do, and he blew the game. So, not sad about that. What they got back, Miles Straw. I like Miles Straw a lot. The guy's really, really fast. He has a bunch of speed. Center fielder slash shortstop. He'll be a center fielder. Uh, he gets on base a ton. Career 334 over, what, four years? Three three years, really. Uh, so, yeah, he gets on base. Below average OPS of 659. Below average batting average of 256 for his career. He's hitting 262 this year. Um, his OPS is right around average. So he doesn't hit for power, but he does get on base. He has some speed. Uh, 33 steals in his career. 17 came from this year. One and a half war. Uh, he's not a liability in the defense or in the outfield. And uh, he can swing or he, he can run, which the Indians like. The Indians like fast guys that can make stuff happen on, on the base path. So that is that trade. Now, Oh, my God. The Brandon Geyer-Jordan Luplo loop has been closed. Thank the Lord. All right. <laughs> so, the Indians, in the, in the four deals, they acquire Connor Pilkington. 
Left-handed pitcher from Chicago. Uh, they just got Peyton Battenfield for Jordan Luplo, basically. I like that deal. Uh, they trade Cesar Hernandez. I already said that one. That's Connor Pilkington. They give away, uh, who else? Did, oh, Eddie Rosario for, for nothing, basically. And uh, yeah, Maton. Maton for straw. Now, one more thing, right? Well, hold on. I did actually have a thing. I know this is all over. Just stay with me. Uh, <laughs> I did have a thing because I know a lot of people were upset with the Eddie Rosario thing. He was good. He wasn't bad. You know, what the hell is the better option? You're going to play Oscar Mercado. You're going to play Bradley Zimmer. What the hell are you going to do? Well, I, I did some math and it actually started with me uh, texting my dad. So it was actually pretty funny. But Bradley Zimmer. In 48 games this year, has a .7 war. That is .14 war per game, okay? Oscar Mercado has played 22 games this year, so half of what Bradley Zimmer has. He has a .5 war already, so pretty damn good. He's averaging about a fifth of a win per game. War, war above replacement. His war is .22 per game, so, you know, plays five games, he gets you a whole... A whole win. That's pretty good. Uh, and then Eddie Rosario, 78 games. He has a .4 war. So .1 wins less than Oscar and .3 wins less than Bradley, which means he averages .005 war per game, which isn't great. Uh, Miles Straw, if you were wondering, 98 games this year, one and a half war, .015 war per game. So all three of those guys, better, better than Eddie Rosario, that is... Uh, that's why they dealt him. And that's why you shouldn't be mad about that. You got to let the young guys play. You got to get guys better. He didn't do it. You brought him in for $8 million. You thought he was going to hit 25 home runs. I thought he was going to hit 25 home runs. I said it all through April. I said, Eddie's going to get going. I know he is. And he just didn't. I was wrong about it. It's fine. I, the Indians were wrong about it. They gave him $8 million and he didn't show up. I don't know what the hell happened, but maybe there's a reason why he was, you know, uh, one of the last free agents signed this winter. No other uh, 29 teams had a shot at him, including Minnesota, where he came from, and nobody wanted him. So that is that. That's that. Now, one more thing. I didn't know how long this is going to be. Uh, probably be about 20 minutes. I got to touch on Francona here. Okay, so I did a basically a Francona appreciation pod. Yeah, that's what I called it. T the Tito appreciation pod. What was that? Three episodes ago now because I had last Tuesday and then I had the name change and then and then Tito. So yeah, two Tuesdays ago, I did, I did the Tito appreciation pod. If you didn't hear, if you didn't see, Terry Francona has stepped down for the rest of the season. As the Indians manager, he has a bunch of health problems. He has a staph infection he has to deal with in, in one of his feet. Um, I think this ultimately is the end of the Terry Francona era in Cleveland. I do. And it's not, no, I'm not saying he's going to go anywhere else. I don't think he would manage anywhere else, but that's probably also what Boston thought. But that was a while ago. That was 10 years ago. Now he's 62 years old, and I, I don't know if he's going to want to restart on a new team at, at age 63, 64. So if this is it, which I think it is, Gotta give it up. Gotta give it up. I talked about it two episodes ago. I think he is the best manager the Indians have ever had. Yes, that includes Lou Boudreaux. That includes Mike Hargrove. Now, what makes me sad, now what makes me sad 
is when I did that podcast two weeks ago, he was nine wins away from being the Indians' all-time wins leader as a manager. Lou Boudreau, I think, was... Oh, it was like 729. Yeah, 729. Hargrove was at 721. And when I did the pod, Terry was at 720. So he was nine wins away from tying Boudreaux for most wins in Indians history as a manager. And he's not going to get to do it. And it sucks. And it makes me sad. And I also got to respect him to, uh, to, to step down on his own. Nobody made him step down. He stepped down on his own. He came out today or yesterday. I saw the quote and he said, uh, he said, I, I didn't know how long I was going to be able to manage this year, but I wanted to give it my best shot. And at this point, I don't feel like I'm able to give it my best shot. I respect that. There's a lot of guys that, that just got it out and just are, you know, not themselves around the team, which as a manager, that that's your whole thing. You're yourself. You're the chemistry guy, right? You're making sure everybody is either A, in line, or or B, cal- cool, calm, collected, and, and ready to go at the plate or on the field or on the mound. And so I got I to gotta respect him for, uh, for, not just, for not just sticking it out, being, you know, doing more harm than good to the team. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I, it's tough. This sucks. This sucks. Terry Francona is the best manager I've ever seen. And and, and he's probably going to be gone. So, so I respect it. I respect the decision. And yeah, let's just look back at the nine years that he gave Cleveland. He gave Cleveland the best team in the American League over the, over the last nine years. I know they didn't win a World Series. They went to one. That's, that's more World Series than a lot of teams can say in the last decade. He got them there. He gave you so much with so little. <laughs> so it's been it's been a hell of a 48 hours here. Started with Cesar getting traded. And then Tito steps down. And then the Indians trade Rosario, Maton, now Luplo. There's your trade deadline special. <laughs> I know this was a shit show. But I appreciate you joining me anyways. Yes. The trade deadline special is over. I mean, how crazy was this? How crazy was this day? Let's go outside of the Indians real quick, and then I'll be done. Okay, so right now, Richard Rodriguez, closer for the Pirates. He gets traded to the Braves. Javi Baez, he's going to team up with Lindor in New York. The Cubs trade him to the Mets. Anthony Rizzo, he goes to the Yankees. He joins Joey Gallo, who got traded to the Yankees. The Yankees also trade for Andrew Haney from the Angels. Now Chris Bryant, he just got traded to the Giants. Uh, Trevor Story has not been traded, which was a huge, huge surprise for a lot of people. Um, Let's see who else. Yeah, I said uh, Kimbrell before. He goes to the White Sox. Um, Whew. What the hell else was there? I mean, there was just so much. Oh, I know. I have a whole list of messages that my friends didn't read that I sent them. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, A's. The A's get the Indians' old friend Jan Gomes from Washington. Washington paired Gomes with Josh Harrison to send him there. Uh, The Twins were talking about trading. That didn't happen. How about the Dodgers getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? How freaking nuts was that? 
They send, the Dodgers send the Nationals five prospects, two of their top five prospects, and the second best catching prospect in baseball on Kybert Ruiz. They send that to the Nationals for half a year of Max Scherzer and a year and a half of Trey Turner. That is a superstar deal. That was nuts. It was crazy. This was a crazy trade deadline, and I didn't even get to all of it, I don't think. There's no way. John Lester. Hey, I wanted that guy on the Indians when they were contending. He's going to St. Louis. Uh, let's see what else real quick. Rizel Iglesias not traded. Um, all right, I won't hold you too much longer. What else happened? That's it? That's not it, but that's it. All right. Oh, Jorge Soler going to Atlanta. That's crazy from the Royals. All right. All right. So there we go. That's your trade deadline special. I'll call it. Yeah, that's it. I appreciate you joining me on this. What is today? Friday. It's another Friday. Everything happens on Friday. The name changed on Friday last week. And now I'm doing this one on a Friday this week. It's crazy. Where July is full of the emergency pods. And that's exactly what this was. So I appreciate you joining me. I really, really do. Episode 19, Chasing 48 in the books. This was your trade deadline special. Uh, if you could share this, like it, um, comment, rate it on Apple. I don't know if you can rate on Spotify, but if you do, please do. Otherwise, just like it. And uh, if, you could, if you could share it and give it a little love, I would appreciate that. But all right, I will see you on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. See you later.